0: Welcome again to Living the Past, we are a 90s podcast, we talk about the 90s every single week, uh, sometimes we go through a month, sometimes we go through an album, like we did last week with uh, Pearl Jam's Phytology, but today we are talking about June 1994, Ben is my co-host.
1: Hello, for anyone uh, who's been paying attention, the spider was dead uh, and it is no longer with us, <laughs> I didn't kill it, it was like that when I found it. Okay, cool. <laughs>
0: i you... What's up? <laughs> good, good. Um, I'm good, yeah. Uh, this is a... Um, we're getting right into uh, blockbuster summer of, um, like, in America. So, like, a lot of big movies. Big uh, court, or the start of big uh, criminal cases. And I don't want to waste too much time. Let's get into Living in the Now. So living in the Now is when we talk about stuff that we're doing we're listening to just at the moment. We take a little break from the 90s before we sort of delve into... 1994. Uh, I think we should. We didn't do it last episode, but let's talk about Obi Wan uh, for a bit, if that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I
1: guess. Yeah, I suppose.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I don't it's know. Not pushing my buttons yet. Yeah, I know. But like, I just um, I I think we're up, so like as of recording, we're up to episode four. Uh, well, my thing is that I know it's I know it's like a six episode or seven episode season, and I'm I don't know where it's gonna go from from here. Uh, I'm hoping there's, you know. It gets. I. They seem very, the episodes been very short for me. I actually kind of wish it was more like a two hour movie. Like I would have like preferred that rather than like a, a, a limited series. But the last
1: episode was definitely way too short.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was probably one of the best episodes too. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's it's good seeing Darth Vader be a bad guy. I mean, that's one of the big things that um I think a lot of people are saying is like, when we first see him in New Hope, we you know he's. He's, he's mean but he doesn't seem to be like you know the scourge of the universe is like everyone's sort of like afraid of him but like you know that scene where he's walking down the street and just like <laughs> breaking necks and <laughs> killing people and it's just like ah oh, this is why they don't like him okay cool I get this
1: are you finding a lot of little plot holes though or things that uh, just it's Star Wars, so of course I am. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but no, you know what? I I've become more and more forgiving. Um, I mean, not I mean that's actually bullshit because I was I was quite unforgiving for Boba Fett. But um, yeah, I, for this one, for some reason, I I think maybe just the presence of you and McGregor. I'm like, oh, I can't not like this. This is good. I just like seeing him on the screen. Yeah,
1: um, having him is is the only reason I'm probably watching it. He's great, but I'm getting too much. uh New Hope Luke vibes from him, yeah. But I, I also... I'm not I'm not keen on the pathetic, wimpy little Jedi's that.
0: <laughs> it's been ten years. He's out. He's he's, he's out of the game. Um, uh, and I was like, on. I was I was kind of questioning the Leia story line too, because I, but I was like, I just completely forget that they never actually pass across cross paths in New Hope. So like, there was never any time for them to like, go, oh hey, you're that guy that like rescued me and went on this big adventure when oh, I was ten. Yeah. So I was yeah, I was all ready to like say that, and I was like, oh no, oh well, I'm an idiot. <laughs>
1: Um I mean I don't want to hang on the plot holes too much because obviously it's it's a Star Wars thing. Why is he hanging out and watching over Luke if he has no powers and he's not willing to step in and actually do anything? He wants to train What is him, the though? point?
0: I think he I think he he he's What? To... How? But he wants to like, I think he's got enough to There's there's <laughs> my thing is it's like it's kind of like a it might be like you know you're not always on as a Jedi. So maybe he's got just enough sort of power, just to train someone. But like, when he comes up against like Darth Vader, who's probably like hitting the gym, bro, like every like every day, he has not got that enough. he doesn't got that much power and strength. I also like the the, the last thing I'll say is that um, one one plot hole that doesn't exist is that the fact that Uncle Owen has just always been a miserable, grumpy dude. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> just he's just in the crowd, just like like everyone comes like oh fuck this guy all right <laughs> i can't believe he didn't sell him out in that bit though yeah, yeah yeah i get i get that like i get that he's 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 also decent in that respect but it's more i i got i can't help but think that it's just like he's in the back of the mind it's like it's probably gonna be more a pain in my ass to like reveal him than than to not it's probably just gonna create more problems for me so it's like yeah i'm not doing this for him i'm doing it for me Oh, one thing I wanted to and you won't care about this, but that's fine. Um I was a doco <laughs> that you can watch on uh YouTube called uh one nine nine four and it's um it's uh all about cause it's like they say that 1994 was the year that punk broke and it's basically uh a bit of a, a spotlight on the California Punk scene, so like a lot of interviews with like and rants said no effect. So it came out in 2009. I, I have a brief sort of memory of like it, it being people like going, Have you seen this movie? And I'm like, Oh, and I think I was just sort of not in the that mindset at the time. But I watched it recently and it's it's good. Like, I mean, it's um, they talked to Billy Joe um, Armstrong, and yeah, it's just like a nice little snapshot of what it was like at the start of this um, punk sort of renaissance in the 90s. So you can watch it for free on YouTube, 1994. Um, but... I've watched that
1: so many times it's one of my favourite docos I hate you so I, much. I love the punk scene in 94 <laughs>
0: alright <laughs> you ruined it alright let's go into events alright so um, getting onto the events of 1994 um, June 1994 uh, I just wanted a bit, a bit of a snapshot this is not just for the month of June but like, like once again we really need to highlight the fact of how many earthquakes <laughs> were happening in the 90s um and I, it's, I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, It's horrible, but it's it seems like a, a huge thing to have happened. Like we haven't, like we've had a few more sort of recently around the world, but like just go, and look, and just going from month to month, um, you realize just how much destruction and stuff is happening around the world. Like this is, and it kind of goes to our, our point of doing this podcast. Like everyone sort of looks back at the nineties and like, it was great. I had Tazos and it was amazing. But like, <laughs> if you were white, yeah it was probably a pretty good decade <laughs> but like i'm saying that like a lot of stuff happened in other countries um huge disasters and and um war and and famine and all of stuff and it just seems to get a little bit glossed over um so in saying that um yeah uh th- there were there were at least uh 10 major earthquakes in Ooh. 1994 um the highest death toll was in um this is why i wanted to look at uh, in in colombia in the Payas river Pires river 1100 people died um as mm-hmm. a result of that earthquake um and then uh yeah so um there was about 10 major earthquakes at least um over um 2000 people died just from earthquakes in 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 1994 which is significant and yeah um there was also like in this month uh in estonia there was a major a, a car ferry sunk there was a lot of um uh vessels that sunk in the 90s too and like 900 people died just oh shit in one thing and it's just i think yeah that's the sort of thing that i really sort of want to highlight with with what we're doing here is that you know yeah it was good and we have a bit of fun and like we had a lot of good movies and music and stuff like but like it probably wasn't the best decade (laughs) 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 like it's just not like it's still yeah i I don't know not not to
1: make I don't want to make light of any of this. That's not yeah. my intention. But as a conspirator oh, part-time, amateur conspirator, conspiracist. conspiracist? conspiracist um, yeah. do you think this could tie into social media recording devices and people's awareness getting better and better as the decades went on and the 90s was the last time that things like Mothman and aliens could come down and fuck up the world without being caught?
0: Okay. I'll 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 catch this train. Um, yeah. Look, I I think that now um, there's a lot more eyes in the skies and on the on the, on the street. Like I mean, obviously, we, we, like everyone's being filmed now by someone. If Mothman
1: came around now and yeah. then a disaster happened, everyone's gonna know that
0: Mothman was there. He might got craftier, you know. Mm. Um, one one thing that Mothman definitely didn't do. <laughs> this is the this is the worst segue. Um, let's talk about OJ. <laughs> let's talk about OJ Simpson, Orenthal James Simpson. Uh, look, a lot of these big criminal cases in the 90s, what we've done is just done like a bit of a big special on it. And then, um, that sort of caps it off. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an OJ update every single month that we do, because this went on for a while and probably longer than what it, what it needs to be. And it got really ridiculous. Um, I, yeah implore everyone to like, usually like fictional retellings or stuff is not like the best way to sort of experience like, but man, the people versus OJ Simpson that you can watch on Netflix with Cuba Gooding Jr. playing OJ is amazing. Ooh, I, I, I've, seen that yet. I, I'm nearly, I'm actually considering watching it again. Um, you've got, it's just a really, really good retelling of what happened um, done very succinctly. Uh, the performances are amazing. It's just, and it's it's just something that everyone that w- lived through the 90s, if you never really paid much attention to it, it's it's insane. The American justice system is just insane. <laughs> but also, let's, uh, if
1: I can, let, yeah. I'll just tag on to that briefly. I'll, I was going to mention this in sports, but just while we're there, uh, ESPN did a doco, a 30 for 30 doco called June 17, 1994. mm the day of which OJ was driving and running away the from bronco, things. Yep, yep. The old Bronco. Um but it goes through what was happening that day and that week because it was a huge week in it American TV. The first sport time they TV. stopped
0: um there was America it was the it was the NBA Finals, if I'm not mistaken. And they actually stopped coverage of that to watch this.
1: Yeah. So, uh, just quickly, there was Arnold Palmer was playing his final ever round at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, the World Cup started. New York Rangers was celebrating their Stanley Cup win. Spoiler alert. Yep. Uh, it's Game Five of the NBA Finals. Yep. And Ken Griffey Jr. tied Babe Ruth's record for most home runs before June thirty. Yeah.
0: And um, we were all everyone was just just like looking, watching OJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was, a, it was a big day. So if you want I can just take you through um a bit of, I'll be doing like a bit of a timeline. So June 12th 1994, uh Nicole Simpson um Brown and Ron Goldman um they've been to dinner with um family. Uh they um they they get home around about sort of you know 10ish ten, um uh there's a guy <laughs> there's he guy staying with OJ and his name is uh Brian Cato Kalen and he's like this kind of surfer dude. That just hang out in um O. guest house. Uh he's he doesn't come up very much um in the series or even like in a lot of footage, but he's just he's just this sort of goofball, lovable goofball. Or <laughs> well, maybe he's smarter <laughs> than everyone else and he actually did it, I don't know. But like he was just he's yeah. just a very weird supporting player that um that that is that is in this. Um he at 1040 p.m. he feel he hears a thumping noise on the on the back on the back wall of of his little bungalow thing. Um, ten fifty. A neighbor spots um, uh, the dog um belonging to Nicole uh, barking with um bloody paws, and then uh, OJ was actually going to uh, I think I believe it was Atlanta or Chicago, no Chicago, and um, he he had a limo driver come pick him up, and the limo driver was was uh, rang the bell and no one answered, and he was waiting out in the street, saw a figure crossing the uh in front of OJ's house. So so it looked a lot in proportion to OJ Simpson, but couldn't be, um, uh, couldn't be exact. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then um, shortly after that, just after uh, midnight, the dog led people to the bodies of uh, Nicole, um, Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. Apparently it was like quite a distressingly violent scene. Um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to look into like the actual uh, what actually happened, it's it's pretty distressing. Uh, Simpson um, then like he gets into the, the he he said that he was he 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 overslept and had a shower and he comes out to the limo and the limo takes him to the airport. He gets onto the red eye to Chicago and checks in, and then at four thirty a.m. the police arrive at Simpson, O.J. Simpson's house, and they um they basically they say that they've got enough evidence to basically jump the fence, and. And perform a search. Um, there was a police officer there that called Mark Fur- Furman. You'll hear a lot more about him. Um, he is a astonishingly racist um, individual. Um had multiple complaints a- a- about uh, using uh, excessive force and just his um, general um, racist attitude towards uh, black people. He finds the glove with the blood on it that um, is quite famous in the trial that comes up. He finds a bunch of footprints. Like, But he's the one conducting the search. And this is where... Once it comes to light of how he of his racist um, past, it calls him to question the search. It calls him to question like oh. everything. So this is I didn't know this. Yeah. So this is what really sort of um, helped OJ's defense team uh, start to get some footing in the trial that will come later on. But yeah, this Mark Furman, he's a he is just a all round piece of shit. Um, so yeah, that that happened on the on June twelfth and thirteenth. Um, yeah as you said june 17th uh the bronco chase so they've actually uh they've arrested well they're, they're going to arrest him they've got enough uh evidence um so they've 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 got a warrant out on him and that's when he, he he goes into the bronco with his mate uh and he's on the phone they if you've never seen the footage that they closed down the freeway it's just it's it's a it's a pretty like we're looking back on a few um news articles and I was looking at some youtube footage it's just everyone was just in- the attention that that has got is just amazing. Like, I remember seeing it on the news. Like, it was just everywhere at the time. Um, and you, we, we, in Australia, I don't think we got the full effect of how big O.J. Simpson was. Like, he was a pretty big deal over in America, uh, especially in the late 80s sort of thing. And now this person that was in Naked Gun, not only, what, three months beforehand, is now um, wanted for a double homicide.
1: I guess it's also... You get a lot of athletes whose star will fall, but it's usually, you know, they drank too much or they got into drugs or they died unnecessarily. This is... This hasn't happened before. No. You don't get a former sports star and a guy now doing quite well in movies. Suddenly, he's killed two people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's... um And also, like, killed him brutally. And then, like... And with... They've already they had already told the news that there's like a bunch of evidence against him, so everyone was like already saying like you know he's guilty, uh, and but like they hadn't heard any of like the the backgrounds of the officers, and this is also at a time where, you know, I think I can say that, um, I mean, not that much much has changed now, but I think this is still at a peak time where, if you were black in America and you were accused of a crime, the great majority was probably going to say that you were already guilty before you had a before you had a trial, so. Um, and I'm like in all of this. I don't want you to think that like I, I I personally believe that he had if he didn't do it, he had something to do with it. Like I'm mm. not I'm not saying that he's a good guy or, or that you know that. But I do believe that the, the entire trial is a really good snapshot of how the American justice system treats um, African American people, regardless of their stature in the community. It's um yeah it's it's pretty full on. Oh, fun news. Yep. That's what that's what you pay me for. Um, <laughs> so going on to some more fun news. Uh, so we got um, so there's a there's a aircraft base in America called Fairchild Air Force Base. Um, they had a shooting um, in June. Uh, a, a guy basically walked onto the base here. to had some mental uh, health issues. He had some relationship issues, and he, he killed uh, five people and injured twenty two. And then four days later, at the same base, a plane crashed oh. and um, killed four people on board. So it was just like this really, really ridiculous like um series of events at this one base. Um uh, apparently it did uh uh put a spotlight on um security and just um whether like whether even if you were personnel, whether you could carry um uh like loaded weapons and lots of stuff onto the base. So yes, it's quite a a landmark um incident. Uh we have the also can <laughs> more horrible crime news. We have the Matsumoto sarin attack in Japan. This isn't the one a lot of people when they think of the sarin attack it's the subway that happens in 1995, but this is this was from the same group. It was a terrorist group. Um, they released um this thing called sarin which is like a nerve agent and just does horrible things to your body if it's if it's they made it into an aerosol and basically just let it go near a bunch of um people who were they they were doing it on behalf of people who were being forced out by um real estate and and government out of their apartments so they basically just let 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 this aerosol gas out it killed five people and like really like affected many more um also apparently killed so many animals in the area like they found the next day they found like dogs and birds they found um a huge amount of caterpillars just dead huh uh so like just from as the effects of this um yeah they they reckon that um uh 500 plus people um were affected by the by the sarin gas uh so yeah it was the um uh yeah it, it was basically um trying to leverage these judges against like what they've been doing to the residents but yeah probably pretty, didn't pretty work they did it uh no well then yeah so like we we'll find out we'll we'll hear more from these guys uh oh. in 1995 um but yes, it's a it's a really, really I mean not saying that any any sort of terrorist incident or any um way that you're gonna um use a weapon is is good, but sarin is just a particularly nasty thing to um have in your system. Uh moving on. <laughs> um I'm trying to find some good news. Uh Glastonbury happened. Uh so we had
1: Ah, uh, give us the lineup, Papa Paul.
0: Oh, the lineup was Björk, Regents Machine, Oasis. It was a very now famous um, Oasis uh, um, uh, set that basically just catapulted them into the mainstream and like into the UK. They already they and like we'll get to music later. They they also released their new, their first album. Um, uh, the Lemonheads, Radiohead, uh, all very very good. Everyone's having a good time. Um, but there was a shooting there too. <laughs> so, as a drug dispute. Um, five people were injured, and they also had their first uh, overdose overdose at the um, at, from from illicit drugs. So, don't want to do too many, you know, uh, good things. I want to, <laughs> you gotta have some bad stuff with your good stuff as well.
1: Did you also find an article about the shooting where it says an old man slash spectator? Yes, it didn't say it was the organizer or anything like that. It just said an old man said. Well, we weren't going to stop having fun just because some maniac started shooting people. Yeah. We don't let them get away with it. We'll just carry on.
0: Yep. Yep. It was a 59 what? year old dude. And he also said, there's been more violence here than any other year, but uh, but uh, overall it's pretty peaceful. I'm like, you just talked about how you turned your back on someone being shot. And you're like, nah, but it's fine though. It's good. So uh, going into some uh, lighter stuff, Aerosmith allowed fans to download a track for the first time. Uh, it was the first ever time you could download music from the internet in history. They gave him uh, one track for free. Um was it everyone's like, and everyone's like, nah, we're fine. <laughs> 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 there were like, the there were the proto uh U two <laughs> Apple thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh we also had um oh here's a nice one. We had the as we have every year, the national spelling bee. So are you hey. ready for your word? I'm not ready for it. I look, I will be very impressed if you got this one. Correct okay, okay, okay. The word is antediluvian,
1: antediluvian,
0: antediluvian.
1: Oh, diluvian. Can you, use you like a it? Yes, I will put it in a <laughs> sentence.
0: You can have a meaning, so basically, yeah, sure. it, mean, it means the period in between. It's, it's actually very uh, churchy, it's the period in between, like, uh humans being created and then the great flood that sort of like sort of washed the earth so like it's kind of a, oh. a thing for primitive people so like um uh the people at the football game were showing antediluvian behavior like this sort of primitive sort of like right they're okay they're...
1: i was almost going to start spelling it thinking that the meaning wouldn't help but i think it might actually
0: antediluvian
1: uh so let's go a n t i Great. Oh. Okay then.
0: You can start. You can, you can have another, ch- another chance. I'll give you a Well, chance. unless it's A and D I, then I give up. Well, I can also do ANSI with an E. Ah, A N T E. Yep. Uh, D E. Ba-bow. Uh. <laughs> it's Antediluvian is A N T E D I L U V I A N antediluvian
1: I mean I would have got there eventually
0: Ned Andrews won good on you Ned um Nerd Andrews (laughs) hey you didn't know what that (laughs) that that behaviour is antediluvian (laughs) 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 oh we're learning alright let's get into the sports
1: June is potentially the biggest sports month of any year and there is zero curling so (sighs) Skip ahead to the film <laughs> No, I don't do that. Um There was yeah, there was a lot going on. Like I mentioned, the the OJ thing, uh there was a lot of big events that got outshined by that. Um I just want to make a correction to the website on this day. On June sixth, they have a baseball record mm-hmm. where West Indian cricket batsman Brian Lara What? <laughs> cricket, baseball there's bats and balls, whatever. <laughs> we don't have a heading for cricket record on this website. Um, so, remember you asked about his 501 recently? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, that was that was this. Um, oh, it course. was just a county game, so...
0: County baseball game? Yeah. So, I mean, well
1: done, but... Uh, it's
0: county... Like... Shooting, shooting fish in a barrel tops is situation.
1: I feel like if you're one of the best batsmen in the world and you go play with amateurs, if you don't make 500, are you the best batsman in the world?
0: Um, no, no. But I don't no know. Either. It's still, it's still, it's still uh, like. It's a feat. I mean, he was yeah. out
1: there for a long time. Like the, the brain power alone to stay that alert.
0: You'd <laughs> have to boring up for a while.
1: Oh, I'd, be, oh, I'd be horrible. So obviously Stanley Cup, New York Rangers. Yes. That's ended their fifty-four year drought.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I remember this being a big thing at the time. Like, um, yeah. And then like, that's when I start seeing like, you probably experienced it too. Over the years, when like an American team wins, you start seeing people with like New York Rangers t-shirts and hats and lots of stuff. It's like, yeah. like, and like at the time, I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. But like. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it just would have pissed off like the diehard fans. It's like you don't like New York Rangers, you just like because they won. It's like, yeah, I'm a kid. That's what we do.
1: <laughs> Those are uh, diehard fans. We're doing it tough right now because I think the Rangers are. Ah, oh, I mean, by the time this goes out, I think they should have been knocked out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Probably. Let's say yes. Yeah, they choked. <laughs> um, Graf becomes the first defending champion to lose in the first round of a major tournament. <sighs> yeah yeah it's rough
0: it is it is rough yeah but um <laughs> but we got through me and Steffi got through that's alright so uh
1: Conchita Martinez went on to win the women's women oh, nice. and our boy Pete won the men's of course Pete it's, this is the Pete years oh, man. who else is gonna win uh the Woodies the Woodies are here the Woodies are here oh the Woody the Woodies are here
0: so Woodford and Woodbridge
1: Yes, uh, they took out the men's doubles. Um, uh, Boy, Mark Philippousis, still still getting trophies in the boys' doubles. Um, And this is a big one for me. I remember in, it would have been 96 or 97, I think the world number one was Martina Hingis, and she was 16 or 17. Yeah. And my sister was 16 or 17 working at Hungry Jacks, and I said... Why is she the world number one, and you work at Hungry Jacks? <laughs> oh my god! She won the uh, the girls' singles that year at Wimbledon.
0: And you won a smack in the back of the head. <laughs>
1: and I went on to do great wondrous things.
0: Hey, hey, just just think, Martina. <laughs> hey,
1: I've seen Pearl Jam thirty-five times. What have you done with your life?
0: Get a grip. Next time you see her, it's like. You know what Martina's is doing right now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I don't know. I should look that up. Yeah, it's like she's not. She's probably working in Burger
0: King. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing!
1: Um, onto even more exciting sport. The European Men's Handball Championships were held in Portugal. Ah, Sweden were champions, beating out Russia. Uh, the Adelaide Crows and St Kilda drew.
0: I remember that.
1: Do you?
0: Yes, I remember draws.
1: And Richmond smashed Collingwood by sixty six points.
0: Ah, oh, good on them. Yeah,
1: eat a dick, Collingwood.
0: Collingwood, a uh, mass injury sort of thing going on at that time. It was. <laughs> you look at like the
1: results of the AFL in the nineties, and <clears throat> the scores make no sense. You beat uh, a team by 100 hundred one week, and the next week you lose to a worse team by a point. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, my last big piece of sporting news. This is very exciting. Because uh, this was very much my upbringing and kind of liking rugby. Jonah Luma, uh is the first ever All Black, or the youngest ever All Black, sorry. He's um, 19 years old, and he was just on the TV constantly. Yeah, yeah, growing up. A big one. Like, yeah. He was the biggest, greatest thing that ever happened to rugby. And the reason most people would have watched it or cared about it. And then uh, he had some issues and concussion and injuries and disappeared. And now no one cares about rugby. So thanks, Jonah, for making people care about rugby
0: <laughs> for a short period
1: of time. <laughs> I think he's around for quite a bit. I think he went to mid to late 30s.
0: Okay, cool. I I have to admit, and I don't like. I don't mean to. I know we got some listeners in eastern states. Like I'm sure anyone that listens to this probably isn't a huge rugby fan, but like I just, I just never got into it. I tried. I tried really hard. Um, and I even went to a couple of games when I was in on holiday with my dad there, but it's just. I don't know. It's just a bit like just the vibe of it. I just don't like. I just, it's like it's kind of like American football. I can't get into that either. Like it's just those two those two sports are just like I can never never get into. But if you yeah, like unless,
1: it, unless Jonah Loom is playing, it's uh, I don't care for but it. But if you
0: like it, you know, go for your life. It's awesome.
1: So uh, yeah. So as I mentioned, uh, the World Cup obviously, but we've still got uh, two extra weeks of that in July.
0: So I'm not gonna uh, do shoot a- any goals too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've also got something, uh, a sad story connected to that for next month, too. So maybe, maybe of course, you be... do. <laughs> your <laughs> sad <laughs> story, Paul. <laughs> maybe we'll do a focus on that in July. So, so yeah, uh, all you people um, <laughs> wondering, if all you people gunning for some 94 World Cup news, you have to wait one more month, but it'd be well worth it. All right, let's go on to film. Um, I like it, you know, even though it's like a bit of a blockbuster month, it's like, it's pretty pretty tight, sort of. There's, there's not heaps of films to go through. Um, we've had The the Cowboy Way, which I could not find anywhere. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I didn't look. We had Renaissance Man, City Slickers 2, Speed, Wolf, Lion King, Wired Earp, Little Big League, and I Love Trouble. Uh, what did you watch?
1: I watched uh, I'm Intelligence, which you call Renaissance Man, City Slickers 2. Speed, Lion King, Little
0: Big League, and Getting Even with Papa. Getting Even with... Oh, and Getting Even with Dad. Yeah, sorry, that's not one. Yes. I've, I've, yeah, that's right. Let's... I really wanted to watch Little Big League, but I didn't get a chance to watch I th- it. Was, it was also a month where like a lot of them were... were I had to rent, and I was like, sort of... <laughs> I was like, well, I want to see this one, this one, this one. So Little Big, Little Big League got sort of pushed down. Was it worth it?
1: Uh, for me, it was. I watched it a bit as a... Baseball movies as a kid, I loved yeah, any see, American sporting see, movie as a child was I
0: was all over it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, g- give me a give me a, a like a, a two minute dissert- dissertation, a little big league. So
1: uh, the old man from Magnolia, I think it is. I can't remember who he's from. This old oh, man yeah. Uh, yeah. owns the twins. Uh, doesn't have any other family other than his daughter and her son. Uh, her son is his best friend. They hang out far too often. <laughs> um, he mysteriously dies overnight. No one knows how or why, he's just dead. And he leaves the team in its entirety to his twelve year old grandson, I think. Eleven year old. Oh, all right. Um yeah. Oh good on uh you. and the grandson is like a baseball whiz, knows everything inside and out. Uh and decides that he's gonna manage the team. Oh City
0: Buzzfield in it. Awesome.
1: Yeah, uh, is that the guy from Beverly Hills
0: Cop? Uh, no, that's John Ashton. So that's um, yes, yeah. So he's in there. So he's he's like they're like, do you want to come back for Beverly Hills Cop three? Nah, middle of the road uh, <laughs> kids' baseball films for me only. Uh, Dennis Farina. Oh, that, my dad's in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's the manager that gets replaced because he's too angry all the time
0: Italian Italian my dad oh Jason Robards I thought you meant the other dude yeah Jason Robards from Magnolia we got um, yes. uh, Jonathan Silverman which he was around the 90s he was just like oh, in, the, in the background Kevin yeah, Dunn
1: I thought that Jonathan Silverman would have had a slightly bigger role no he was always in the background not in Weekend at Bernie's he's not
0: and he's also the single guy remember that, that was, I think it was that, that, was that his sitcom it was him. Yeah, it was on after yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, he Timothy- was the original Ross. Yes. Yeah, he's pro- proto Ross. Um, Timothy yeah. Buzzfield's from. He's he loves the baseball. He was in Field of Dreams. He's the one. He's the one that nearly killed Kevin Costner's child. <laughs> oh, the redhead from. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Bird Show.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 The, um Birds of Paradise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I do not find him believable as a baseball player at all.
0: How about how especially,
1: is that? Especially the best player on the team. How Get is that?
0: Is that in one film he just refuses to be able to see a ba- a baseball team out in the out of a cornfield and now he's now he's the best player in the scene. It's like give me some baseball redemption in movies. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh but it's it's a delightful little film. It's maybe uh, it feels a touch long. Um there's it's oh, a two great hours. Mix. Yeah. Whoa. Um like it does it does move along quickly enough. Yeah. But there's a bit too much, you know. Unnecessary drama in there of the team hating him, him like he goes all oh, uh, Bombay Hollywood on them at one point, forgets the <laughs> love of the game, Bombay, he gets all stressed and he's yelling at people. Does he have a German guy? Birds of
0: Paradise comes in and is
1: like, You should be nice to people.
0: Otherwise, I'm going to throw you off the the ble- yeah. bleachers like I did in Field of Dreams. Yeah, um... otherwise, I'm moving to Hawaii. So, so um if, if I if I can use a rookie of the year scale for this like uh is there anyone near there
1: uh I think so yeah because really? it's, it's got that blank checkness about it of you've inherited this I don't, huge... know, whether you,
0: I don't know whether you want to use that <laughs> 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 how could how, how a relationship be with the other do we have his mum <laughs> <Did we> say...
1: <laughs> oh so birds of paradise is moving in on his mum awesome um, d1 style bombay and <laughs>
0: His mum and Charlie's mum.
1: I think that's part of why he gets so angry. Like the kid, main kid, uh, Billy, Billy Haywood, I think is his name. Yeah, is? Billy Haywood, yeah. Yep. Uh, turns it to Bill to be more professional at one point. Starts talking to <laughs> the third person. It's not very funny. <laughs> sounds, uh, it sounds hilarious. <laughs> so the first baseman's moving in on his mum and he's all for it because he's like, you know, this is his favorite player, yeah. second favorite player. Uh, and then he's becoming his dad, and then all of a sudden he doesn't like it and turns into a sport little child. He releases his favourite player, Jerry, mm. uh, which is very upsetting. Uh, Jerry from other such films, but
0: I, w- I always liked Jerry. So the main guy... He looks like that... a real player. So uh, uh, Bill, or Billy, Luke Edwards, yes. he is in one of my all-time favourite films that no one else likes but for some reason I've got like an affinity for it. So he's in a movie called Wizard the Wizard um from 1989. Mm. It's all about um he's like I think he I, I don't they never sort of say it outright but I think he's got some sort of like autism but he's like a, he's like really good at video games and the Power Glove had just been released oh. and and he goes on a cross country trip with um Fred Savage and Jenny Lewis to play in a um Nintendo uh <sighs> I remember this. It's amazing. I would actually do. I would do a, a watch long sometimes in, in between seasons because it's one of my favorite films of all time. I don't know why. It's just amazing. Like Flight of the Navigator, there's no reason that you should like or enjoy that
1: film, but you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's it's just good. we spent uh, way so, too, much, we've spent
0: too much time on a yeah. movie that we both haven't watched. <laughs> one of us watched.
1: Um, yeah, that was more than two minutes. I apologize, but it was good. It's a baseball good. film. It, it's. I
0: have no real complaints about it. Let's talk about um, Army Intelligence slash Renaissance Man. Um, I watched this is what this is one I I think I referred to in the last podcast we did, where I started watching something at five thirty in the morning, and I was like it was, I was like I was, <laughs> I, was, I was up I was up and ready to do something. I was like, oh, I'm actually like real focused this morning. So I put this on, and I thought I watched it in its entirety, and I loved it. I, I don't know whether it was just you know just it hit just right. There's some of these movies that we watch. If you're really into it or if you're just wanting to watch something new. Because I've never s I've never seen this before. And oh, um man. if you've never seen- I watched it,
1: this a lot as a child. I I love this film. Yeah,
0: you sent me in the message, I'm like, you <laughs> the movies that you watched a lot as a child is like really odd. But they have like a bit of a they have a bit of a connection with each other. There's like a lot of um kids who uh Sort of forgotten about getting a second chance.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, the, there are yes. a lot of like redemption films. Of yes, <laughs> boy makes good.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. So if you've never seen it, um, Danny DeVito plays an ad executive who gets um, fired because uh, he's late to a meeting, um, and he basically goes into uh, in unemployment, and they find a teaching position for from at a, at a local army base, army base, uh, in Detroit where he is given a class of they call them the double D's, because um, 'cause they're students who or they're soldiers who are like they don't um Dumb as not, dog shit. Dumb as dog shit as well, yeah. <laughs> uh and uh they are needing to pass a course in I believe it's like comprehension, like English comprehension. Like just they need to be able to like understand Things being said to him, <laughs> there's not. Mm. Um, but he he starts off, and it's it's like every like for a while, it's like every other movie like this. Like he starts off really like slack at it, um, and they got no respect for him. And then he starts, he's reading Hamlet, and they they ask him to read it, and God damn, if it didn't make me think, it didn't make me feel like I should read some uh, Shakespeare because it it's it's pretty inspiring.
1: There's one very very cheesy. There's a lot of cheesy bits, but there's one little moment where, uh. Is it Mont? Not Montgomery, Leroy. I think yeah. uh, Richard T. Jones. I love Richard T. Jones. He's I great know in this. you do. Okay. I think he's McMahon. in a lot of the
0: movies that you like too. <laughs> yes,
1: and he was in the episode of Hometown that like home makeover show.
0: <laughs> oh, is that, yeah? It's on um. Is that on Netflix? I just saw that the other night. Yeah, he's in an episode. What's what, lovely, What's the um the background for? Home- Seriously, like we're going let's, let's just change oh. it. Who hosts so, Hometown? Is it? it looks like someone I, I should know, but I don't.
1: No, you you don't know either of them, Um, if we're talking about the same show. Hometown is uh, this little couple in either, like, in Missouri or, like, out of Texas. I don't know. Some weird little state, some weird little town, and people buy a house and they fix it up. But there's a lot of these home shows, right? But their little niche thing is they'll take something from in the house that's old and they'll repurpose it. So, like, they'll take a door and turn it into a table and be like, look at these shutters, these weren't your shutters before, this was your porch, but now look, we made them shutters. <laughs> That's the whole thing.
0: Okay, cool. I might oh, and and
1: the lady does an awful painting. <laughs> every Of the house. Yeah, every show. Awesome. And then she gives it to the man, they're like, I painted your house. And they're like, oh, did, <laughs> did, did, you, did your child do that?
0: Well... And then so, the cameras turn off and they spit on it. <laughs> they come back for like a, a reunion show. It's like now your paintings um <laughs> a table. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a um, chopping board. So uh, anyway, yeah, so, Richard um, T. Jones.
1: Um, yes. They they all bring in like a magazine or a book to read. Yes. And young uh, Robert De Niro. Yes.
0: How From, good literally his son in um in uh, a Bronx Tale. In Bronx Tale, yeah. And he's constantly doing impersonations of him throughout this film. It's hilarious. I mean, I, you know what? I really like that. Uh, his, his name's uh, Lilo Brancato, and he—I—I I, want to follow. You. He should be in more stuff. I think he's a really good actor.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. He should definitely be doing more war films. I like the I don't fact know that if he's in um, Band of Brothers, but he should be.
0: I like the fact that he's like wearing like these glasses the entire way through it too. Like he's yeah, he's. he's good, and no one yeah. teases him for it. No, that's strange for the nineties. sir. So yeah, he he's in uh, is that the speech when he does the whole speech on in front of like the, the Oh whole... yeah, and then the and the drill sergeant cries. Oh my god. It's it, like, you know what? We we band of brothers like cried twice in this movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
1: Fair enough. I probably used to as well. Anyway, yeah. My cheesy moment. Uh so they all have to bring in a comic or a magazine or something they're reading. Yes. And he brings in an Archie comic. Yes. And for the longest time, me and my sister would say, I'm going to the moon shoppy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> having no idea
1: what a moon shoppy is. <laughs> yes. But anyway, is... DeVito, DeVito comes to Leroy and he's like, Leroy, what are you reading? And he goes, oh, actually, teach. Um, Let's hear more about what you're reading. Tell, tell us about Hamlet. Like, word for word from the script as if it's in front of him.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... so
1: badly done. But yeah, I can't be
0: I look. Um, it's got an awesome cast. Gregory Hines plays the um, drill sergeant. Um, the the one thing I read in the in the trivia, and I do I do agree, is that Gregory Hines has only ever played nice people, and even as the drill sergeant, even when he's yelling at Danny DeVito, I don't buy it. Like it's like he's just he's he's only ever played sort of good characters. So I'm just like, nah, he's gonna he's gonna redeem himself, and he does by the end. Like he I mean, does. They're, they're, they're best buddies. James Remar yeah. um, plays the captain. You th- always think I like, Again, and this is on the other end of the spectrum, he's always a dick in movies, and like well, he's going to like completely screw him over, and like he doesn't really like he he not intentionally not intentionally like um yeah there's a, there's a a bit where Danny DeVito sort of looks into the pasts of a bunch of the students that he's got, and then he it like it just so happens when he flags this one kid that he's been lying about his name and he's actually got a warrant out, and he gets arrested um that whole bit probably could have been taken out. <laughs> like, I don't know whether that was... Or like... just
1: or just done differently. I, I don't know why you had to have one of the... I mean, it's a lot of black students, but I don't know why you had to have one of the black kids out for crack. But then, oh, it's okay, because he's actually really smart.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, um, I don't know. I this don't is know. one of those movies I was actually um, referencing before that, like, probably went on about half an hour too long. This is, like, a two, like over-two-hour movie, and it's like... It yeah, this need is definitely
1: time. too long. There's a lot in the middle that doesn't need to be there. And also, yeah. um, there is two very upsetting factors to this film as much oh. as i loved it as a child
0: what, what what was that
1: well first and foremost is glorifying any army situation yep go away this is dumb don't make heroes of of killing people um and also the white boston in it Just throw him in the bin
0: not going to say his name you okay. can cut out everything i say about him anyway <laughs> Put him um, in the bin i just try to like uh not be too uh <laughs> insightful with our comments um the guy that plays uh private melvin i he looks so much melvin like melvin. um yeah he tries he looks so much like uh what's his vein that plays um last man Dead and, La shrimp no last man on oh. earth um McGruber. maggruber Oh, william fort yeah forte. Will, will forte he looks a yeah. lot like will forte <laughs> um i also i mean there was like there's a there's a pretty good moment at the end with um there's a Guy all the way through, he's he's kind of like the the baby of the group, and he cries a lot, and they give him a lot of shit because he keeps talking about his dad. Oh, and then, when they da- do
1: the rap scene, and he just like jumps to the front and then jumps away. Yeah, that's <laughs> the funniest thing you've ever seen.
0: Um, and Danny why DeVito did he fa- do that? Danny DeVito finds out um, what his dad used to do, uh, what his dad did in Vietnam, and they like they make this big sort of special moment at the end. I I, I was like, I was. Tears drawing down my face, and like this movie should not affect me as much as it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a uh, when talk about the uh, the army, like this was a time in the 90s where there's a lot of these movies that I believe like I'm not sort of going to get too conspiracy, but like I believe that like it was like a, you know a recruiting tool basically. Like there's a lot of Eisner of the army, yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of um uh, pro army movies, but not pro. Killing and pro um, a lot of stuff that like happened at training bases, but not actually showing actual wars. Mm. Like, there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on. So it's like to show that, like you know, it's actually pretty fun. You know, you might meet you might meet Danny DeVito. So let's move on to City Slickers Two. Hello, hello. Oh man, if you think if you thought, huh in the sequel he won't do that, he does. <laughs> he like a want. minute in. <laughs> um, but you know that's cool. Have you got some power tools in the background? <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, can you hear that? Uh, yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> uh so we've got some um we've got some uh, maintenance work going on in the background. Um so Citizens so 2, I was all ready to hate this. And it's not like and I'm not saying that I loved it, but I did not hate it as much as I thought it was gonna be. Um Billy Crystal in this movie plays if you've never like I me mean, We we both came to the conclusion of after watching Cissicals that we both liked that movie. Um I do not miss Bruno Kirby whatsoever. <laughs> No, Daniel Stern is good. Um, unfortunately, we get John Lovitz, who I'm like, I just I'm I'm not a big fan of. But in this movie, it's not too bad. Um, he plays uh um Billy Crystal's brother in it. The first bit of this movie though is he turns forty and like seriously, he was forty five at the filming, but he doesn't even look forty five. He looks he doesn't look forty in this movie. Um, Are you saying he yeah. looks older or younger? Older. Right. Uh, so he's having a birthday party. He and like sometimes he's like it's sort of like oh, I don't want to make a big deal about of, of, of my birthday. He tells literally like five different people that it's his birthday, <laughs> at the start of this film, and uh, his wife has got this night all planned out that they're going to have like good old sexy time, and then he comes home um, and it, oh he's also having visions of uh, curly uh, Jack Palance from the first movie. Um, he sees him in his dreams. That we talked about I actually texted you on like the the start of Circus 2, you see you see zombie curly coming up from the grave and it's like if you want they're like it's not a light touch, it's basically this this, this zombie uh it's like this hand coming out the gr- ground It's it's actually quite full on. Um I wanna get to the bit though where So you watched this again, yeah?
1: I did. Uh, I spent most of the time just wondering why they don't mention Ed, like Bruno Kirby's character, at all.
0: No, no, they don't mention it at all, and like it's it's like he was not even there. Um, yeah, I spent
1: the whole time just waiting, listening out for like, are they going to say he's on holiday, or he's gone away, or did he die?
0: And he met um like then Daniel Stern. If they if they even have people come back from the first movie, like they even got like um like the two like the two brothers and yeah, like it's um uh like they they do have a few cameos from from the original movie, but I'm I'm not sure why Brinko movie wasn't in it. But um, there's a bit so um. He he's with his wife, and what, what happens is he, he he wants to dress sexy for her. Like she's gone on to the, gone into the bathroom to put on some like, some sexy clothes, and he puts on the cowboy hat, and then suddenly feels like some sort of pinch, and opens it up, and then opens up the fabric of the hat, and finds a map that Curly has put in there, um, from the first movie, and then he looks at this map, and his wife comes out, and she's ready for like a good time. And he, they get into bed and they do this thing and then he just goes, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's horrible because like his wife cops it so badly throughout this whole movie. Like he just, he basically is just trying to get away from her um, and she just wants to like, you know, show him a good time and all that stuff and he's like, and then he wants to f- look at the map more so he goes and tells her to hide in a room in the house then he's going to have sex again. <laughs>
1: And it's like I don't, and I get that you're excited about this treasure map but it's your birthday you could say, hey honey, I just found this treasure map Do yeah. you want to like act it out with me and have sex that way or give me five minutes to just study it and then we'll do it
0: Yeah it's like a I pl- and I know it's a plot device but it's like you know it's 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 just and then sh- she's still waiting in like from, from the way that it cuts to like the next day you just assume that she's like in the pantry somewhere. Still waiting for him to come and have sex with her, and then their kids get up for breakfast the next morning. He's like, "What are you doing here, Mum? that has gone to work." Um, and if you if you're questioning about whether he's still at the cow, yes, he has the cow. He has a cow. You see the cow at the start, and then you don't see it again ever. That's quite a cow too, though. That's, that's a big old cow. And also, one of the funniest bits of the movie is when John Lovett says, "Like, I went to go help out around the house, so I thought I'd milk the cow." <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy, Chris was like his name's Norman. He's a guy. I gotta go wash my hands. <laughs> um, I did laugh a lot at that. I always love a, a good uh, confusion between cow and bull joke. I want to talk about. Uh, let's talk quickly about Lion King. Um, I Just mean, quickly, we've, yeah. We've we've referenced it a lot, uh, and look, it's still delightful. Um, I didn't watch it because, like, I, I, I saw that you guys had watched it. And it's that thing of um, someone with kids and versus someone who doesn't have kids. Like, I I can recite that movie because like there was a, there was a year there that I watched this movie. Like I was in, I was in the room, same room as this movie playing. Like you know for about three months.
1: <laughs> Laura was still reciting it, and I don't know the last time she watched it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I'm sure you still were, but like yeah, it was just that thing of like there's there's not many Disney movies these days that I have to rewatch because there was probably a portion where I've I've watched it about. 20 times within a few weeks yeah. because of, like, the... the so you the... don't cry anymore? No. Nah, no, this one I kind of, like... I still cry in Up and I still cry in um, Toy Story, but this one I'm, like, a bit... Yeah. Um, although the boys came up with... Like, my sons actually came up with this um, alternate theory that was later, like, sort of... They, they they saw something on YouTube but then they started talking about it. It was actually pretty pretty fun to listen to. There's a bit where Scar is in the cave where Zazu is um, trapped and he's playing with mm. a skull and apparently there's like a well there's like a, an incident rumour that that skull is Mufasa's skull and he's just playing with it um, yeah. and then they went there's like a bit of a there's a YouTube clip where someone goes through like oh no nah, the dimensions of the skull are wrong it's actually probably like a b- baboon skull or something else it's not Mufasa's but yeah apparently there's like a long held belief that Scar like doubles down in the nastiness and is just playing with the skull of his dead brother <laughs> <laughs> um, while well, he's talking to Zazu in that scene.
1: That would make sense
0: because when—that's he, when that's he—he when um, he yells at the hyenas for for saying Mufasa's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I do. I, no. I look. I love a good Disney internal internet um, rabbit hole. It's it's they're usually pretty good. So see, so, yeah,
1: uh, I don't want to go into it too much because it's it's not as it wasn't as painful to watch as I thought it was going to be. I've hyped this up a lot in my head of. Uh, being very, very traumatising and upsetting. Yep. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was a lot more musical than I remember. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't so bad. No, nah, it's... to and Pumbaa is still hilarious.
0: It's a good film. I I always like um, uh, Rafiki. Um, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's like... Because when, when you do have a kid that watches it a lot, you tend to then take... Try, to To make it so like, you know... You still sort of, you still seem interested when they're watching it next year. You try and take little bits out of it, like you, you try to sort of focus on different bits the, the whole way. And then like, so like I remember for a while there, I was like really focused on those bits with Rafiki and Simba, like when he's a bit older and like what he says to him. I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty good. The actual animation is amazing. Um, yeah, it is. It's really really good. Um, look, it's, I'd say it's probably one of my. It'd probably be in the top five Disney films of all time, but you know. That's, Definitely. For an, that's another list for another episode. Uh, let's talk about, before we get on to, I tried, I, I didn't, I was going to watch Wolf and then I saw like a lot of Letterbox um, reviews saying that it was trash <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to rent that over like something else. So yeah, I, I didn't do did, it.
1: Did you watch Getting Even With Dad?
0: We, I did, and I really want to talk about that because I've got a story connected to that that um, I need to tell you. This afternoon, two armed guards were robbed of $1.5 million in rare coins. Ray Gleason just committed the perfect crime, but it took just one small thing. Hi, Dad. To screw it all up. Dad? a visit from his son because after a lifetime of being ignored i'm stuck with him he's just a kid there's no way he's going to find anything out here timmy isn't getting mad they're
1: gone uh, excuse me guys
0: he's getting even
1: i think we better talk
0: giants game the aquarium the museum what you you want to go to these places and i want you to take me i want you to pretend you like having me around for the week if you do a real good job dad i'll tell you where the coins are I can't believe this, we're being blackmailed by an 11 year old kid. So, the coins, Tim, where are the coins?
1: Wouldn't
0: you like to know? It's a week they'll never forget. So, um, was, my birthday is around um, this, like, it's in July. So, I believe there was because in Australia sort of gets stuff a bit later. I, I believe. Getting Even with Dad and Lion King came out in Australia around about my birthday, and my parents said, "Like, we, we, we're gonna take you to the movies. You can take two friends." And I am like, "All right, cool." they like, "What do you want to see?" I am like, <laughs> "So, Lion King's out, and Getting Even with Dad's out, and I was Ooh. a huge Home Alone fan, so I am like, "Well, yeah. well, nothing can be, be nothing can be better than uh, the guy, the kid from Home Alone." And he's like, "Well, look, he's, he's, he's his his dad's the guy from Cheers," so I picked that. In, over Lion King oh, no. And uh, my friends were not impressed My mum wasn't even impressed I think she took me And like I think I've, I I kind of liked it But like um I remember like at school Like my friends just like On um, People were, like like Oh have you seen Lion King? No We could have <laughs> <laughs> But Paul chose getting in with that I'm like Back then I probably wouldn't like I stand by my choice <laughs>
1: Did you also get a sizzler For dinner instead of Pizza Hut as well? Probably, yeah. Yeah, like,
0: probably. Well, you know, or oh, you can eat salad bar, guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> have you tried the Have you tried the the cheese toast? It's amazing. Ugh. Um, so yeah, getting you with dad. If you've never watched it, I you know what? I I like this a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I, was, I was already to hate it. Um, Ted dances hair is ridiculous. Macaulay Culkin's I, hair is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> so I can't believe I'd watched this before. I didn't think I'd ever seen this, and then watching it is like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember I remember most of this. Um, but all I was, again, as I do in most films, get fixated on one thing. I wanted to know if his hair was real.
0: To dance. So, yeah. No.
1: I did a lot of Googling, and all I could find was him saying about his bald spot, and he used to color it in, but he didn't wear a wig. And then I found this article, and there's nine facts that you didn't know about getting even with Dad. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, man. I'm, I'm so ready. Okay. The original script was titled Getting Even With God and was primarily about a young boy setting churches on fire. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs>
0: Hang on. Which Macaulay Culkin would have been perfect for, by the
1: way. But, yeah. Uh, number eight. All the guns were real in order to capture genuine fear from the actors. Consequently, Jeez. Macaulay Culkin was the sixth actor to be cast in the iconic role of Timmy Gleason. Iconic role. Did now, the first five die? <laughs> there's there's many more facts here, so let's stay with me. There were several onset barbers due to mysterious and rapid hair growth by the cast. <laughs> That's amazing. Number six. The <laughs> plant that Ted Danson in... <laughs> <laughs> I was there's like there's actual like little blurbs underneath each of these that make them sound even more ridiculous, but this is Okay. I was fully on board with these facts, as you appear to be, until now. Number okay. six, the plant that Ted Danson throws out of the window was originally a sixty-seven-year-old man <laughs> named Paulie Cigarettes, but this was changed after poor test
0: screenings. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the deleted scene. <laughs> Number five. Okay, can I can kind of stop you there because yes, the scene in which he throws that out the window is out of anger. Because Macaulay Culkin went and told him where the money is. So was there just a random sixty-seven-year-old guy that he just like grabbed him throughout the window instead, or what? <laughs> Believe
1: it what? or not, this is this is what it says underneath. Believe it yeah. or not, but there was a whole version of this film where Ted Danson's ex-girlfriend didn't gift him a plant. <laughs> What's a sixty-seven-year-old man? <laughs> <laughs> <made 40 cigarettes>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number five. <laughs> While it didn't do great in the States, that would be the American States, the film was a big hit in the Republic of Macedonia, where, <laughs> <laughs> and Australia, where it was and Australia, released...
0: Where one plucky young guy chose over overlying king. <laughs>
1: It was released under the title <laughs> Kill Ponytail <Tell> Father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, I oh, think God. this is a Steven Seagal influence here. The aquarium scene... Squid is not a fish scene, was originally 43 minutes long and contained very little
0: dialogue. Oh my God. Uh,
1: number three, it was Ted Danson's idea to make his character a baker based on a recurring dream in which he was put on trial for eating an eclair and the judge turned out to be a sentient chiffon cake. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, number two, director Howard Deutch. (laughs) <laughs> has admitted that there is a ghost hidden in the background of every shot of the film. What? And finally, number one, according to a 1997 interview with a screenwriter, the coin collection Ray steals is meant to symbolize the 52 American diplomats and citizens detained during the Iran hostage crisis of 1979. Oh, my God. So... That is took a lot. me. It took me until fact number six... Poorly cigarettes to realise that these are all fake. um Call in, let us know how far you got in believing them. I think you got to number two. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to believe. That.
0: <laughs> I want to believe that so, this is.
1: <laughs> I I believed. I was so into all of it. I so the guns thing. Yeah. Um, it says, along with filming many scenes guerrilla style with heavy improvisation, the director insisted on using real firearms in order to better harness the raw fear a child would exude when faced with a life-threatening situation. Sadly, this decision resulted in 5 the first five child actors cast to suffer from mostly non-lethal gunshot wounds. <laughs> Oddly enough, all five shootings were later ruled as self-defense. I went and googled <laughs> who the other children were that almost started in this film.
0: Oh my god! Do they do? And
1: other... then I got to the, then I got to the mysterious hair growth, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, this seems a bit weird. And then I got to falling cigarettes, and <laughs> realised that this is probably not real. Do
0: they do any other lists on this site?
1: No, I went looking for other films I they do, and I can't find any. But it's a website called Bunny Ears. Yeah, I just, I'm on it now. <laughs> and it. It's ridiculous. How to throw an engagement party so your intimate, even your, how to throw an engagement party so intimate even your dad will get pregnant. Um, (laughs) Like how to meditate
0: without being consumed by the memories of that thing you did. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is the kind of website it is. So Uh, look, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. That that was was a good time. It's fucking funny. Um...
1: So that's all I have to say about getting even with dad. And your name is now poorly cigarettes.
0: Um, I wish you had stopped me halfway through. <laughs> I was like, because uh, I I legit believed most of those to be true.
1: Why would I lie to you? <laughs> All
0: right. So if you've never seen, I don't even know if I can come back from that. Um, basically, it's it's actually a really weird film. It's actually like it, it is. Macaulay Culkin plays a kid. Um, he plays like uh, Ted Danson with his father he was in jail. Um, for robbery, which I always, I always love throughout the film, he's like, and Michael is like, "You're really bad at being a robber. That's why he went into prison." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, yes, you are." Um, so yeah, he, uh, um, but yeah, he's he's got um, Ted denson has got this scheme to um, steal a bunch of to- coins from um, like a treasury or like a, a, a um, some sort of government building. Um, but then his sister, of which um, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin was uh, living with for three years while he was in prison, she's just got engaged to the chief of um, Law and Order SVU. And um, uh, she wants to like offload him onto Ted Danson. And, and there's a lot of uh, basically them saying in front of Macaulay Colkin's character, I don't want him, can you have him? him. <laughs> Which this is, is just, a, a lot like Clifford, is it not? A little bit, except like, yeah. you know, it's not... With Martin Short, I'm pretty sure Ted Danson would have just shot him in the <laughs> kneecap and said, just tell me where the, tell me where the, the coins are hidden. So basically, um, Ted Danson goes through um, with the robbery, they have these coins. Macaulay Colkin hears about what they're doing, and then he, he steals the coins and hides them and says, you can have them back if you spend a week doing things with me. Which is just heartbreaking when you think about it.
1: It's Richie Rich all over again.
0: It is, and he's got these two offsiders who say one of which it says multiple times, "I want to kill your son, <laughs> I want to beat up your son, I want to like basically just beat the truth out of him." Um, he's played by Saul Rubinek. Um, which, uh, look, he's an awesome actor. I really like it. There's one apparently. There's one part in this where he actually pu- legit punched someone, um, <laughs> uh, like a like a, a like just an extra um, on set when they're. They're following a map that McCullough Culkin made for him, which is just bullshit. And they go past, and they're <laughs> they're counting their steps. And there's this guy on the side going fifty six, seventy five, ninety oh, yeah. four. Apparently, Saul Rubin. Apparently, that guy was being a douchebag all day, all day. And that punch that he, that he gives him it was legit.
1: <laughs> no way. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is wow. like you know, this is IMDb trivia, so take it with like the the grainiest of salts. Um, I
1: mean, it's not bunny ears. So I don't believe
0: it. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you did that. Um. Uh. So yeah. Look, I would say if you want to watch like a like a really very nineties family film, um, getting with dad's not not the worst. It's 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 actually got some pretty funny bits in it. Um, I think I'd made reference to the fact that like there's a bit where McCullough Colkin sings um, "Do You Love Me?" like that old soul song, and I'm like, what is it with like nineties movies and like, uh, yeah you know, that old music coming in. Like, and there's no yep. way that Macaulay Colson character would like be interested in that. But, you yeah. um, know. Look, I, um, I didn't get to see I Love Trouble even though of my love of Nick Nolte. Um, uh, apparently it's like a very, very troubled film. Um, They both hated each other. Herman and Julia Roberts hated each other. Um, The only, the only time they ever uh worked together was when they actively hated the, direct, the director and the writer. <laughs> That's the only time they sort of oh. kind of worked together. Um, so I didn't watch that. Um, I wanted
1: to because I love Julia, but I have a yeah. new Julia now as well, which we're about to get to.
0: Okay, so we're going. Well, we. I want to say we're going to get to speed, but we also decided uh, through the week that we're the watch along for this season is going to be speed. Um. So, we're probably not going to go too much into it today, and just, it, just to say that like I loved it. Um. But yeah, I figure. Most of it will be said when we do the watch along. So, uh, but like... there is
1: one thing I will not mention during the watch along. Is that? a lady called Lena Banks. Mm-hmm. Does that ring any bells to you? No. Okay. Uh, she was in Batman Returns. She mm-hmm. was Thanks. in Hoffa. Okay. She's in Loaded Weapon One. She's in Indecent Proposal. Cheers, Hot Shots Part Two, Last Action Hero, In the Line of Fire. Uh, she yeah. speed obviously. Okay. Uh, Reality bites, blue chips, undeadly ground, Naked Gun three D two, Cops and Robbersons, When a Man Loves a Woman. This lady was in just Flintstones. She was in everything. Beverly Hills got three. I love trouble, speed, and you don't know who she is.
0: She's just one of those I, people in the people. I could background. not pick
1: her. She's just uncredited in all of these films.
0: She's just like a professional background. Uh, yeah, actress, but yeah. just
1: like did the complete rounds back in ninety three, ninety
0: four. I was saying this one the other day, like um, we'll talk about like um, aging eighties like stars and all that stuff and how they're doing a lot of like TV movies. But I'm like, I would love to be in that position of just like you know, if it, it, there's there's a few actors that that if you watch like police procedural, they just pop up in every single one, and it's like imagine just your year. Is just popping from set to set. Like one week you would like Law and Order, then you're like NCIS, and you're pretty much playing the same person all the time. And you don't have to sort of act too hard. Like that would be an excellent way to, to earn like a, a reasonable living. You wouldn't be like flush, but you would you would earn a living doing that.
1: I think it would be nice for a while, and then you'd get tired of like not having a real routine or
0: security. Yeah. I don't know. I think because like there's always going to be new shows. You just like like any new show, I'm not going to just put me in the background. Yeah, but what if you don't get I'm on it? About.
1: Oh. Yeah. What if you miss out on one of the shows and like oh shit, am I gonna make rent this week? Well then you
0: then then you know. Do a drug trial. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> 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 pretty much pretty much your life except for like, you know, your actor. <laughs> yeah. I could do it. Um so yeah, I oh, one thing I wanted to uh to let everyone know is that there's a really good article um Celebrating the twentieth anniversary of Speed, where they go and talk to uh, it's by Up Rocks, um, and it's basically they, all the passengers on the bus uh, give you like a bit of a an oral history of the cool. movie and how everything was on set. Like it's really really good, and also um, there's a podcast called uh, I Was There Too, where they talk to people like the the, the background actors and like the co actors of um, big scenes in Hollywood. Um, it's hosted by Matt Golly. Um, they do an episode where they talk to five of them, and um, oh, the, just this just the passengers on the bus, and it's really really interesting. Um, we'll get more into it. Does anyone
1: does anyone talk about the fact that do you think this movie was bolstered by the fact that OJ Simpson that month was driving down the freeway and could not be
0: stopped? They don't really go into that, but I think like there's like a yeah, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Um, I also just watched uh, Blown Away because um, it comes out in July and there's a lot of uh, parallels with speed in that movie too because it's about bombs and stuff and mm. yeah it seems to be like <laughs> bomb bomb disposal was the, was the big thing in 1994 yeah uh, so yeah but we'll, we'll get more into speed when we get into uh, the, the watch along which will come out in a few episodes time so let's go on to TV um, so we there wasn't much. It's it is uh, June, so like T usually on a break. Um, there's it's not, not there's no Law and a minute this time. There's, um, do you have any Conan for me? Do I? <laughs> we'll find out in a sec. Um, there was a couple of pilots I wanted to t- talk about. One was called um, Dead at Twenty One, which is actually was a pretty decent premise for a show. They it was it was done by MTV. It was about a guy who um, or a bunch of kids who found out that they were. Um, medical experiments, and they had something inside their head that when they turned twenty one, they'll they'll die. So like they sort oh. of are trying, they're on a sort of a ticking time clock to um, uh, work out what's going on them and see if they can reverse it. So it only, it only ran for one season. It's, it's not that great, but it's just a good premise for a series. Um, and then we also had Models Inc., which I didn't really like. I think it was a it was a spin off of Meroe's um, Place. Uh, my only thing, my only sort of connection to it is I know they mentioned it in The Simpsons. There's <laughs> nothing so oh, in, the, yeah. in the Greyhounds episode They're like oh, they're, The dog's like Scratching the TV I was like Yeah um, But yeah I didn't really watch it It's not really my My forte So do you have a?
1: I I do You do uh, Conan Donan Conan Donan. <laughs> Donan Donan No Donan Conan did carry on um, I think I'll just uh, Spoil it for you Up until August No September
0: He just kept on going Oh, good on him! Yeah, all right. it never ends. So let's do. Uh, we didn't guess the name, and I got that right. Holy shit, you did! I did. All right, I'll give you a. I'll give you a cane. So three, two. Oh, sorry, I should explain the segment to us. So this is um. Uh, we didn't guess the name. It's when uh, my esteemed colleague Ben uh, tries to name all the guests that were on Late Night with Conan O'Brien because we're big like, Conan O'Brien fans here. Um, but he does it to the tune of We didn't start the fire By our lord and saviour William Joel uh, And I give him a let three... Let's say
1: your lord and saviour I, I don't think he's mine
0: Ow. Um,
1: Ow. I'm not a part
0: of this our... He's still doing I'm going consist... to change the tune One of these days Oh man <laughs> <laughs> The Toto <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm
1: going to open it up For 95 We're going to do a different song
0: No we do a different song Every cool. season
1: How about now A different, about... a different Joel song
0: Oh my god. <laughs> so Downeaster Alexa for 95. That's for a steal. No. still will know that reference. All right. So uh, let's go. I'm going to give you a three, two, one, and then you go. All right. All you right. Go. You go, Jake Scully. Three, two, one, go. Bill
1: Walton, Paul Rudnick, Hidden Play, Ben and Jerry, Victoria Jackson, Bill Tornelli, John Leith, go. Dr. Ruth, Westheimer, Linda Blair. Helen Thomas, Billy D. Williams, Caleb Carr, <laughs> Ed McMahon, Kathy Moriarty, Terry Murphy, <laughs> Brian Latch, Chris Rock, Dwizzle and Affut Zapper, Frederick Vanderwall, Harry Shearer, Don Pardo, Gary Gray, Sporting Gary, Colin Quinn, <laughs> Beverly Johnson, Dominic Doon, Rebecca Pigeon. James McDaniel, Paul Begala, David Cassidy, Eric Schaefer, and Donald old Ward. Bill, but Be- oh, I'm in July now. Oh, yeah, okay, I was going to say. <laughs>
0: I'm We're done. Like again. <laughs> Billy Crystal.
1: <laughs> uh, I apologize to Sporting Gray and Colin Quinn because
0: those names did not come out in order. I uh, so like so going from like when we did this in the early seasons, uh, early episodes to now. You've got like you've got it now. You've got that nice melody going through it, and I was Almost. like, "No, like and like, I'm like, there's, there's certain names that you're like leading into the chorus. I love it. It's, you're getting it together. I don't know that you should change the. Uh, the oh, song I should definitely because... change the song because if I'm getting comfortable.
1: Then it's not going to be any fun anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: Although the names are not getting any easier. Do I get to do I get to choose the song? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Before we jump into Music Town, I'll I'll rifle off some music guests for you. Okay, cool. Tori Amos, Ooh. your friends called Quest. Ooh. I mean, a tribe called Quest, but you know. Yes. Uh, Frank Black was Ooh. on. Yeah, good one. G Love and Special Sauce. <laughs> nice. Not a great, um, not a
0: not a great uh, artist, but man, um, props for the name.
1: Not a great month either for. Uh, Musical
0: guests. Okay, let's go on the music. Alrighty, so we had. Um, Prince was still doing the rounds on, in Australia for some reason. <laughs> Australia was Prince. Uh, but oh, then no, he was knocked off by. Do you want me to stop? I'm just going to keep going. No, don't stop. <laughs> I was going to say,
1: I don't know how long that song is at number one, but it was not long enough.
0: <laughs> uh, I can probably... I mean, I know it was knocked off next um uh, month, but yeah. Not long and That's enough. after like, you know, that was released in 93, I believe. So, I mean, Australia's just like... And that's not without I mean Dumb and Dumber gets released in December this year so that's without Dumb and Dumber as well so how does that happen yeah I don't know like Australia's just like they've just got over um a lot of dance stuff it's like and like it's our winter and it's a very winter song so I don't Mm. know whether it's like you know everyone's like uh calling into the radio like (laughs) hey I'm sad at work I don't want to hear I swear by Awful One I want to what's that what's that mm song? song right, yeah put that on yeah, now I'm sad. <laughs> it's raining now. Orange. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, I missed my. I, I got. <laughs> uh, I forgot myself. Um, and in, in little dummy in, land, in the bill, Billboard chart, um, it was still offer one with us. Where? Uh, so that's been if you if you're keeping track, that's been the last three months. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, that's too long we had um, for releases we had Stone Temple Pilots Purple Warren G Regulate g Funk Era um, a- Alia Alia <laughs> Is it? Okay cool Yeah I think so age, nine, age 8 Nothing But A Number Arrested Development Oh man Zingala Maduni <laughs> um, Pansy, Pansy Division Deflowered Guided By Voices B1000 Helmet Betty Kiss My Ass Compilation Rancid Let's Go Seven Year Bitch Viva Zabata. Kaios, welcome to Sky Valley. Spin Doctors, turn it upside down and no fun at all. No straight angles. Um, Look. I want to know what you, Doug. Uh,
1: not a lot. Uh, I didn't know that Stone Temple Pilots did the song Vaseline. I'd only ever heard that riff before and I thought it was just... What?
0: For TV. What? Yeah, sorry. Um, Can I just... Know, that... i got I got to sort of sidetrack. Do you want to talk about... Uh, Turn into a pilot's first because
1: well, there's not really a lot to say. Like, they had some good songs, uh,
0: I disagree. I, I disagree. There's actually a lot to say. Um, this is probably oh. one of my favorite albums of um, my entire life. Um, oh. I, I love this album so much. It's and I think it's because um, I really like this song. Like, this is probably one of my favorite songs of my entire life. This hits everything for me. Kind of bit you know, alternative, kind of a little bit country-ish. And then it just, into this riff. You'd be hard-pressed to find any compilation or any playlist I've ever done in my entire life where that song hasn't been on it. Like, I love it.
1: But as we've experienced many times in the past, does that song sit many, many levels above everything else on this album?
0: No, I actually, I, I actually like every every single song on this album. Um, Vaseline, so you'd, you'd put every
1: other song on the same compilation as that song.
0: Uh, I could, I could definitely. Um, I mean, okay, there's probably like a few songs that like aren't up that well. No, like. <laughs> But, like, the entire album is flawless, in my opinion. Like, I I love that. I love this entire album. Um, Vaseline has this really weird, like, it was like, I was actually talking to my mate, uh, I used to go to school with Nick. Um, We used to um, watch those grunge specials on on Rage, and the film clip for this one um, has this clown in it that's just this creepy clown, and he he sticks his tongue out. Like, Stonehenge Pilots were kind of on the same um, wavelength as Soundgarden for weird film quits to their songs and this one uh interstate love song also have like a it's like this guy that's got this nose and it's like from the old 1920s like talky black and white movies um going through it and it's just they're just weird they're psychedelic little sort of movies that go along with these songs and it's it's like (laughs) i don't know I mean I can I can guess that they're all on some sort of drug in the nineties, but like it was just they just seemed to have free range to do these like sort of like these little art films for their songs.
1: I think it was also just trying to be as different as possible or the influence of things, you know, gone by, you're just going to the next level of yeah. weirdness. Yeah, so it's I at the, look- the time.
0: It's it is it's an amazing album. Um, I like they and it's basically their peak one too. Like I, I like core the one that came before this, but like everything after this one, um, is just like a, a bit of a step down. Um, but uh, I'll go on to also I really liked. Uh, I mean I'm a pretty easy sell, but the Arrested Development album was really really good, fun to listen to. Um, I didn't mind. Uh, Betty like some of the songs on Betty for, um, for, for Helmet um, did were you, were you a fan of Helmet?
1: yeah um, there was one I don't know which song it was now really really stood out and the, it ties rainbow. in perfectly
0: Wilma's Rainbow uh, yeah. I just want to get to the chorus because the chorus fucking bangs That's Women's Rainbow by Helmet. Um, I hadn't heard that song in years. My, my brother was a huge, huge Helmet fan. And as soon as I was, I was playing Xbox and listening to this playlist, and as soon as that sort of kicked in, I'm like, oh, this song's amazing. <laughs> yeah. it, um, I'm
1: going to go slightly off track for a second. Um, yep. We'll come back to releases, but it reminds me very much of another band... is this? This is Silverchair. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. from Frog Stump, Which oh, yeah. I believe they recorded in 94 at some point, but they won a competition um, yes. and ABC filmed a music video for Tomorrow, which aired in June of 1994. Nice. This yes. is where it all began. But I had n- never noticed the similarity. Growing up, Silverchair was just the next Nirvana. He was the next Kurt Cobain. That's all you ever really heard about, but... Th- they sound a lot like helmet
0: yeah then music was never like nirvana though like the music was heavier like it's like israel's sons like a like a a metal tune sort of even like there's not so a lot of drop those
1: kind of in the oh yeah
0: I see that. um but the thing see, like i always sort of like helmet i mean we both loved unsung from um last year or oh, yeah. before i think the reason i was never keen on helmet was not because of helmet i think it's for all the bands that came after them that sort of not I'm not talking about the silver chair, but like it reminds me of like there's a couple of Australian bands like Sunk Lodo and like that sort of like even that new metal sound like of corn and that stuff had mm. that kind of same um that those same sort of riffs, but like the, helmet kind of started it. And I think they, they're usually name checked in a lot of um uh like bands like when they're doing stuff, but like it's I think <laughs> Yeah, I think I've sort of been a bit harsher on Helmet, but it's probably not their fault. It's probably more that so I just didn't like the bands that sort of were influenced by them.
1: Yes. How many people hate Pearl Jam because of Creed?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, it's it's harsh, but it, it's fair, I think.
0: Um, so let's go on. Um, well, I want to, there's a couple of ones that I want to sort of focus on, but um, I'm interested to see what you are into, because um, I don't like Caius, but I've got a feeling that maybe you do. I'm not sure I you
1: did. Do. Um, but you don't there like was, is that.
0: Is that Martin Lanigan?
1: Uh, Nick Oliveri. Nick Oliveri. Oh, there we go. Um, I knew, and I think I Josh, it was
0: someone from that from that scene over there. And like, yeah. I think Josh was in it
1: occasionally, or at the end, or yeah, whatever. Um. Uh, yeah, he was. He was a part of this one. Um, so yeah, I don't really care for that. I mean, they've got some
0: good songs, but. Yeah, go away. I liked Viva Zapata by Seven Year Bitch. I reckon that was a really good, um, good album. Um, I'm biased because, like, obviously, I'm a huge Rancid fan. Um, let's go. Um, still not my favorite release of theirs, but um, definitely it was the album I bought after an outcome. The world was like the my my first sort of exposure to them. and um, I was just I was really amazed because there's 22 songs on the album, but it only goes for like 45 minutes. <laughs> and it's um and i just i mean this this album i've i mean i played it into the ground this is how i learned to play bass this album could just be and um when i was listening to it i had my bass and i was like muscle memory kicked in i'm like i still know how to play like half this album it's got i mean i'll be remiss not to um at least play this song because it's, it's uh, probably one of the best of all time That's radio from um, Rancid. Let's go. Uh, yeah, this is it's, this one sort of pushed them into the mainstream too. Like this is um, yeah, they had a lot of uh, record companies. Apparently, even Madonna wanted them on her record company and, and flew them out yeah. and apparently had a, um, a meeting with them, but um, they refused because they wanted to stick yeah. with um, Epitaph. Um, we should also like just want to do a quick segue. Epitaph Records was huge at this time this is when they were like they were, they had like Pennywise offspring Norfex Rancid they had all the the socal and um san francisco bands that everyone would come to love in the next few years they were just putting out release after release after release so um yeah definitely a good time for punk um what what stood out for you Liza? nothing really yeah uh... I kind of liked I kind of liked Pansy Division because if you don't know about Pansy Division they're a, they're a gay punk band and the thing I loved about them was that the stuff that Blink-182 and NoFX and lots of stuff would do like more more so Blink-182 like those songs about girls and about sex and stuff like that that they would sort of come famous for and being a bit naughty and stuff like that Pansy Division did the same thing They just did it about gay sex and it's it's actually quite fun to listen to <laughs> <laughs> because that like does
1: help a lot knowing that they were a gay punk band cause just yeah. hearing the name Pansy Division I'm like
0: oh no 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 so like they got a song called uh, oh actually I'll, I'll play it um, they got one called Jane's Bondage which is remember boy you the <laughs> <laughs> that was good too it's um it's basically about him picking up a older dude um in um san francisco and taking him home and there's like you know they do a bit of himself and it's it's a re- and like i know that a, a bunch of bands took them out and put them as their opener and um like there's a really good um a uh, couple of really good articles and books around the time of that how this is when a lot of bands when they're breaking into the mainstream found that bro culture going in so Scott Whalen said it a lot like he would do like he'd be playing songs at a festival and stuff and it'd be about how men treat women. but then he'd see it in the crowd and see the, the the very person that he's speaking against getting into his music and that's like yeah. how they 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 were like got a bit sort of um you know disenfranchised with the whole thing because like they're like well once we get popular of course you're gonna invite an element in that you don't want Pansy Division were, I think they're on tour, maybe with the Offspring or someone like that, and they would have like the venue, like some venues were completely clear out because like they'd have these dudes that would just not want to see an openly gay band, Um, and and they like, I mean, apparently their 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 stage show was quite quite queer as well, which is you know would be amazing (laughs) back in the the day, Um, but they're like you know points to them for 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 sticking to their guns and doing that. I mean, I, I know like. In itself, I shouldn't have to uh, congratulate them for that, but I can I can only imagine at the time how hard it would have been some nights to go out and know that like half the audience would just fucking hate your guts just for the for, yeah. s- for the fact that you're gay. Um, so to do all these? I'm
1: guessing so far, are they beating out spin doctors for you? Because that's been they've been your babies of late.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this Spindoxes album. I mean, I think they 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 def- definitely peaked with Full of Kryptonite. Um, this one they kind of went into their funk a little bit more, and I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't I know whether like, they, it. I don't know whether they did it even intentionally because there's no Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. There's no Two Princes of this album. Like, there's not even anything close to that sort of jangly. Um, and yeah. if you listen to like their first that that album that those two songs are on, they are actually kind of like. Outliers, like the most of the other albums that there's that sort of funk thing they had going on, um but this one I don't know, um I think because I was so into like a bunch of the other albums on this list, it just sort of yeah, went into the background a bit.
1: I know we've already covered this before, but because it's just so good, I need to do oh, it again.
0: I nearly started the episode with this Can you put that Ed Burton anything on the Instagram? <laughs> Man, it's just so good. This whole album's good. I was, I, this is one of the ones that I, I gave the full album treatment to, and um, it was it was very fun to listen to. Um, and I know, like Warren G, like I I I'd sort of know him by name. I know that song, but like this is this is this is what I'm glad about this podcast is I get to now go back and go all right. Let's dig into his back catalog and listen to my other stuff, and yeah, I think he's gonna be one of the ones that i'm I'm gonna follow very closely
1: uh per- personally for me, it's probably just mostly that song
0: yeah i don't know i, <laughs> um, I found, yeah I found. i'm
1: I'm really struggling with my album this month, nothing really stands. there's like it's not it's not bad, it's not a terrible
0: well, actually that probably is a terrible month to be honest <laughs> um, um let's do movies first, so we got let's do let's see uh, uh, again like Ooh. i'm I I want to the easy the easy thing is speed, like I would say speed is like I like and I don't want to sort of mention too much now because like, I don't want to double up on too much. But like I was so me and my wife watched this one night last week, and we were into it. We were like too, completely dialed in. I think I don't think we things been a couple of years since we watched it. Um, like since we last watched it, but it. And I didn't used to like this movie. I remember I, I didn't used to like Keanu Reeves, but this a, f- a few of these movies start to turn me around. And then are, I, you ex-
1: I, are you excited to watch it together? And then we can just be
0: two cool dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will be two cool dudes. I always forget Jeff Daniels is in that movie. Um, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Um, yeah let's, let's, but I, look, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Speed. I, 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 I would say Renaissance Man slash Army Intelligence would come very close to on its heels because I was, I was generally into that as well. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to have to give it to speed.
1: I would say the Renaissance intelligence army man yep. is yeah, again, very, very close. I didn't even mention at the time. Um, Kadeem Hardison mm. junior from white junior. Man can't jump. Junior. <laughs> Different junior. Uh, I love this guy so
0: much. Oh, is he, um, he's the dude that, like, the trash-talking dude from, like, Can't Jump. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um. I think he's also in Vampire in Brooklyn coming up next year. Yeah, he's great. I don't think I've seen, so I'm keen to see him in that, because I'm, every time this guy pops up, I love this guy.
0: I've heard, because that's Wes Craven. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's worth Craven and, and Eddie Murphy. Oh. Like that's like this is the beginning of the end for Eddie Murphy, by the way. Oh. <laughs> like Billy Hill's cop was just like bit three was just like, all right, any time it's the eighties, we're gonna sever right here and you just go your own mate. Away, buddy. All right, see you later. Sad-
1: sadly it's not the beginning for Kadeem. He's he never really took off, but yeah. I love that guy so much. Yeah. Um but so it has to, has to be Lion King. Okay. How can it not be Lion King? Uh, easily. What's wrong with you? You think you think you're just some cool dude, huh? No, I think we're two
0: cool dudes <laughs> with b- big hairy balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so for your album, I mean, this for me, like, I my I I want to say Rancid, let's go, but like, I'm gonna have to say Purple by Stone Cold Piles because, man, this like m- more so because like my punk my punk thing came sort of later. This one, um. Like I was in a grunge thing way before it and like out of all the grunge bands I was into, like Pell Central Pilots are probably the ones that like I've really carried with me the distance. So yeah, purple by Central Pilots.
1: I've probably gotta say the same. Uh yeah. given more time, it would probably be Helmet. Yeah. I've I still haven't like delved into Helmet beyond Unsung. <laughs> but I know if I gave them
0: the time of day that they would probably become like they get pretty samey um, though I will I will say that like they get a bit a bit samey in their riffs and their stuff so but Wilma's Rainbow might might crack a top 5 list we never know um Ooh. kiss my ass compilation I want to just quickly say like um like this is when kiss was starting to start like they they I think 95 is when they came back after their and came back in full makeup um after like a I don't know 10 year um gap um and like I was, when do, I, when I we get I, rid I, of them? I, <laughs>
1: no offense, Mark, but when do their, we to get rid of them.
0: They're on their farewell tour right now. Um, and Gene's getting all like sentimental, and it's like you're horrible. Uh, but I will say, okay, so like I, I I was a Kiss fan. Um, I'm not sure not so much now, but like I still sort of like some, some of those songs are really fun to listen to and play. Um, the Kiss My Ass compilation, I will say the, the the best thing on it is that the Money Boss Stones do a superb version of Detroit City. That you should definitely check out.
1: Yeah, I mean they've got some good songs. Yeah, they do. I can't can't be mad. Like Strutter, but
0: uh, Hard Luck like Woman, uh, go
1: away, yeah. Beth. Get in the band, kiss, kiss a table, Deuce,
0: <laughs> lick it no. up, no, Firehouse,
1: role models, <laughs> um. <laughs> Any David Wan film
0: <laughs> um, Hang on, hang on I was made for loving you um... No thanks <laughs> What's that one? Ding, ding,
1: ding, ding, ding. It's a, I don't actually know how bad Ace and Peter were I feel like they're probably decent people Because mm. it's, it's all about just Gene being disgusting mm. And Paul being pretty seedy also
0: Yeah but I guess the other two must have been alright. King of the Nighttime World.
1: <laughs> just no one knows that song. Kiss.
0: It's amazing that song. That's from Destroyer. Destroyer is a really good album. Uh, what about Black Diamond? Black Diamond? Black Diamond. I don't know that song, but
1: oh Matt Cameron does. It's amazing. At- that song. <laughs> all right. He's, he's a long time. Join us there.
0: for our uh, spin-off podcast. Where I just, um, just whisper. <laughs> kiss, kiss tracks. By yourself.
1: <laughs> Yeah, by myself. I'm uh, busy that day. talking about
0: other uh, podcasts Segway! Um, Do You Think I'm Spooky is coming back soon um, we're doing season 2 of the X-Files it's a uh, podcast where we go through two episodes of the X-Files and um, gen- genuinely agree that it's the best show that's ever been on TV so if you want to get in contact with hang on, with, um, hang uh, on. L- let's not misinform t- any listeners here if you want to get in touch with uh, Living in the Past, it's livingpastpod.gmail.com uh, you can check out our Instagram Which we sometimes uh, Update <laughs> um, and Sometimes we say That we're going to put stuff on there And we don't Yeah But you know what No one's checking though right But you know what You know what, you know what? You've got the internet You can go check yourself as well So yeah. you know Go yourself
1: help. you lazy fuck
0: Be the change you want <laughs> Be the Google you want to search. (laughs) Be the Google you want to search. Uh, So this has been delightful. Um, I uh, really has. Looking forward to um, watching speed with my with my good buddy with my cool dude. (laughs) Um, I will see you
1: in the future. In the future. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mild scribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod@gmail.com, at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a 5 star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back, and relax. Thanks.